Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. So uh, it's perfect what Pastor Kath brought this morning. You know, God weaves the tapestry, doesn't He? Even of this full 24 hours, you can see the handprint of God over everything. And Pastor Kath brought a stunning word and very much laid the foundation for this um, signature message as we close out. And, And the word I wanna bring today is steady in the storm and straighten your crown. You know, when life is not a walk in the park, we need to steady in the storm and straighten the crown. Amen. And I love Sky's peace, which she declared over us at the beginning of the meeting. And, and this was one of the lines. She understands when the world goes wild, He stays calm. And I believe if we can lean into the calmness of who He is, even if there is a torrential wild storm swirling around us, there is a steadfastness in us. In fact, I believe Christ in us shines most strongly in contradictory circumstances when we should be disturbed, when we should be dismayed because of everything that's moving around us, because we're in Christ, because we're partnering with the Prince of Peace, because we've steadied ourselves in relationship with the One who is calm, personified, we too become that, amen. So I want to talk a little bit today about keys to survive a sandstorm. Now, I know we're not living in the Middle East and we don't literally experience sandstorms all the time here, but I'm going to bring some keys out of this creative expression to equip us when life is interesting. So I'm going to ask the team just to play that track so we can envision the reality of the sandstorm. And it's interesting because sometimes in life we literally have this haze or this um, afflicting, swirling stuff moving around us. And, you know, sometimes it's interesting what we grow accustomed to. So we should never grow accustomed to this kind of reality, to a haze, to an affliction where, uh, you know, Jesus came to break through and to make a way. And I would encourage us not to um, tolerate some things that we're not meant to tolerate because He wants to bring an intervention. He wants to bring clear air. And in sandstorms, here's what we do. You don't focus on the wind and the moving grains of sand or or you'll get disoriented and overwhelmed. Instead, you put your head down and you focus inward. We look inward to our convictions. We look inward to our faith and we straighten our crown even in the midst of the swirling sandstorm. Amen. We can cut that track because he feels mildly nauseous. Oh my goodness. It's wild, isn't it? How distracting it is. It's very powerful. You know, there can be times when there is a bit of a white noise around us in our circumstance, a haze. and We're just trying to get clarity. We're just trying to break through. And we're gonna have a ministry moment at the end of this session. I believe actually there will be great clarity. I believe clarity will be the outcome of this session for many today. And God is gonna cut through and shift. And even last night, I felt that. I felt the air clearing over some women last night in that atmosphere, which is amazing. The defining anchoring thing in a sandstorm moments is a deep conviction. And you know, as a young dancer, I was taught actually how to focus and to spot so as not to get nauseous. And I'm gonna see if I can still do this. But basically, you would prepare for a term. Here we go. And you'd centre yourself. And what you'd do is you'd find a spot at the back of the room. Ah, 
I can still do it, it's amazing. (laughs) I didn't fall over. And what you do is you bring your eyes back to the spot. And the power of that is that you don't get thrown in the inertia of the turn. Instead, you focus and you centre yourself and you remain upright and calm and steady, even though there's movement and shifting. Spotting was something that I was taught as a a young dancer, so as not to get thrown in in turning and not to get dizzy and thrown off course and thrown off centre. And I believe we can focus in the same way and and look inward and anchor ourselves. The defining anchoring thing in sandstorm moments is a deep conviction. And you know, my deepest conviction is God is good. At the end of the day, it is simple faith, which really helps us to remain upright, even when things are complex. He loves me, as Pastor Kath said. He is sovereign over my life. He is the greatest authority over my life. Doesn't matter how it looks or feels. And if it doesn't look good, that's because He is not finished yet. Amen? Amen. You know, the world is built on shifting sand. Let's be found with our feet firmly set on the rock. Amen. Matthew 7, 25 said, And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Amen. We are a company of women called to have our feet firmly set on the rock in this place today. And you know, Pastor Kath and Tony are great examples of people whose foundation is on the rock. 25 years championing this church. That is a firm foundation right there. Steadfast, consistent leaders in this house. And you've watched them remain even when the storms have come. You've witnessed it firsthand, their endurability, their steadfastness. They are people with their feet firmly set on a rock. Amen. Now, here's the thing about sandstorms. I just want to bring a little um, text to you today, also found in the realms of Wikipedia and online. Sandstorms are amongst nature's most violent and unpredictable phenomena. High winds lift dirt or sand particles into the air, unleashing a turbulent, suffocating cloud that can reduce visibility to almost nothing in a matter of seconds and cause property damage, injuries. No matter where you live, it's a good idea to know what to do if you see a wall of sand racing towards you. Oh my goodness. Ladies, I'm going I'm to look after you today. Some life skills just in case. A wall of sand comes racing towards you. We're going to work it out today, what to do in those circumstances. In fact, uh, the text also suggests, this is helpful, if you have a camel, anyone with a camel out there, have it sit down, press yourself against its leeward side. Camels are well adapted to surviving in dust storms. Good to know. I wouldn't even know how to, I don't have a camel and I would have no idea how to make it sit down. Can you imagine trying to make a camel sit in a sandstorm? Wow. (laughs) The text said this, a cloud that can reduce visibility to almost nothing. You know, there are times when we feel sideswiped and our vision is removed. And vision is a powerful thing. The Bible says without vision, the people perish. Vision is very, very important. It's what gives us drive. It's what gets us up in the morning. It's what keeps life coursing through our veins. It's a very powerful thing. And you know, if I'm, in, if I'm honest, in the last you know, nine months in particular, I've been in a bit of a sandstorm and my ministry vision and role has become momentarily unclear and some elements of it have come into a season of dormancy or rest, resting the soil. And it's been a real test for me because my 
True North Scripture would be, zeal for your house, it consumes me. That's what gets me up in the morning. I love the house of God. But even there are times of even resting within ministry where Jesus needs to be enough. And it's actually, it's beautiful. You know, God's works in cycles in our life. He's always refining us. And there are times where He purposes rest. And it's good to lean in and make the most of it, isn't it? And to be secure in Him. You know, I've definitely learned in sandstorm moments, it's better to say less than more. You know, we want to be careful that we're not undermining our own story by sowing seeds of doubt and discord in our own field. And, you know, sometimes our mouth gets the better of us and it runs off with a life of its own and we need to harness it because there's incredible creative power in the word of our mouth that comes out. And so sometimes it is better to say less than more. You know, some of us are verbal processes and um, we, can, we can run away from ourselves. And sometimes we just need to harness and calm and, and find a safe place, preferably an upline, to selectively choose our words and just say what only needs to be said. The best thing we can do in sandstorm moments when there's difficulty and conflict of view is we need to see our point of angst, that thorn in the side, We need to see it under the anointing that is under the tangible presence of God. If I'm honest, worship for me is my lifeline. Many times you'll see me on my knees, totally undone, running through a box of tissues on the front row on my knees because worship for me is where everything becomes crystal clear. It's like this permeating, purging, cleansing experience and worship is when we sing songs to God as we did at the beginning of this morning. And as we lift our heart to Him, I find things become crystal clear. And you know, under the anointing, under His tangible presence, even prickly people that we have, you know, distinct conflict with, we can, we can see them differently. It actually has an ability to restore our view, to remove any sense of tarnished view. It's very powerful. And, you know, heaven is always looking us through such eyes of grace and understanding. And heaven has so much grace for us. And sometimes we need to look through that same lens of grace. So the people that God has put around us and it's His anointing that enables us to extend grace because sometimes it's hard in our humanity. It's not always easy. It's not always the default. But through the the lens of the anointing, we can do it. God has an untarnished view of us. He only sees us through His Son, like Pastor Kath said so beautifully today. And I want you to know, sometimes we feel like the voice of the accuser or, or the voice of discord is so strong in our world. But, you know, the voice of the accuser is but one. We have but one enemy. There, on the other hand, is a whole host of heaven with God Himself who is on our side. I just want to restore a bit of order here today. If you feel like the sound that's been coming at you has been more prominent than God's goodness or God's kindness, I just want to tilt tilt the scales here today and remind you that all of heaven sings your name. All of heaven sings your song. All of heaven is championing you. And if we could just get under the anointing, I tell you that the voice of the enemy would would be squenched. It will be quenched. It will be shut up. The mouth of the enemy will be shut up. And rather the truths of heaven will be declared and poured out over you, poured into your soul, poured into your very heart. This is who you are. You're my beloved and I've got you. 
And this happens in the story in 2 Kings 6.17. And Elisha prays because Elisha is travelling with his servant. Elisha has full conviction, all of heaven is on our side. The servant is fearful because he can't see what Elisha can see. And in this Scripture, Elisha prayed, Open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. All of heaven's armies were accompanying them that day. The servant was fearful because he couldn't see. But Elisha knew with full confidence there was in a surrounding army, heaven's armies all around them, accompanying them into victory. It wasn't just two mere men. It was a whole company of heaven. And the rules don't change from then to now. It is the same. All the hosts of heaven are championing you and backing you. What's happening over our lives is just as real as what's happening in our lives. Sometimes we're so caught up with the natural What's happening on social media? What we're eating for dinner? What the kids need paying bills? We're so caught up with the natural that we we don't realise there is a whole supernatural activity that's happening over us. And in fact, that happens to be eternal. This life is a mere breath. We'll pass through it. Then there's this whole eternal. I'm just saying that what's happening in the heavens over us is very real, very powerful and way more significant than the token natural thing that happens to come at us. Amen. Just to tilt the scale and get some perspective here today. There is only one teeny tiny accuser who's already, Jesus already has victory over him anyhow, but all the hosts of heaven are on our side. Amen. So in a sandstorm, I'm gonna give you a few tips here right now. We need to get to high ground. That's God's presence. That's the house of God. That's walking into the house of God, even when we really, really, really don't feel like it. The hardest thing is to show up. And I'll be honest, I'm a pastor of a church, but there have been some circumstances that have not been easy for me to show up to in this circumstance. And that is a pastor. I'm being very honest. It's not always easy to... uh, to disarm the awkwardness or the uncomfortability or the incense of antagonism and decide, nevertheless, I will be found in the house of God. But it is, it is possible, and you've witnessed it in your pastors, it is possible, nevertheless, to walk the high road and to be found in the house of God, no matter what is raging around us. And you know, if this is your first time in this place, I just want you to know the doors of this house are always open. And if life gets ridiculous or tedious or is getting the better of you, if there are pressures and weights and and cares, let me tell you, the doors of this house are always open and you can come in. This place is a safe haven and you are so welcome to take shelter in this house. Any Sunday, we're here, we're ready, we're waiting for you. We wanna host you, we wanna champion you. We wanna pray with you, we wanna stand with you. You are so, so welcome, amen. It goes on to say, the densest concentration of sand and dust bounces close to the ground. So the storm will be less forceful at the top of the hill. Get to the top of the hill. When you get into the house of God, you will find the air clears. It's amazing how different it feels to stew in our angst, in isolation in our home, and then to come into the company of the church, to come into the atmosphere of the church. The air immediately gets clearer, doesn't it? Faith immediately rises in our hearts. There's great power in being together in this place, gathering, coming out of isolation, coming out of insecurity and being found in a company of faith, amen? We can bolster one another. It's so good. 
The text says, do not lie in a ditch as flash flooding may occur. Don't lie down in shallow places. Don't lie down in shallow places. Sometimes it's easy to lie down and not get up, but don't lie down in shallow places. Don't be found in shallow company. Don't be found in shallow conversations because they will not help you get up to the top of the mountain. They will not help you shift out of obscurity into a new place of freedom and promise. Don't be lied down. Don't sit, even though it's comfortable. Go to a place rather that is awkward. If you want freedom, sometimes it's gonna be a little bit awkward. It's gonna mean coming to the house of God. It's going to mean confessing and bringing accountability around the areas that need strength and light to come into them. It may be awkward, but my goodness, it's purposeful and fruitful and there's great joy and liberty and strength on the other side. Go to the hard places sometimes. It's precious what God will do. It goes on to say, look for shelter. Enclosures are your best bet. That's safe relationships. That's safe haven people. And there are so many of them in this house. I do a little bit feel like I just wanna BFF everyone here. I I have not seen one sour or ugly or unkind person here the entire time. I'm like, where are they? (laughs) No, (laughs) surely somewhere, but no, everyone here is sweet and lovely and gracious. And everyone here is seen. (laughs) I love that. Nobody's sitting on their own. Nobody's left out. Everybody's seen and tucked under the wing of someone else. This is an amazing place. What is your secret? You guys, you're awesome. Now, David was a character that found himself in a sandstorm. And in 1 Samuel 30, I just want you to know in the blink of an eye, in a great shift, things can turn around for us. David was a great Bible character and he found himself in a sandstorm in 1 Samuel 30. And David's wives and children and those of all his men have been taken by their enemy and all the men are in despair. The women and the children, they're gone. And it says in verse six, David was greatly distressed for the men spoke of stoning him because the souls of them all were bitterly grieved, each man for his sons and daughters. But David encouraged and strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. And another translation said, but David found strength in the Lord, his God. So his men were against him. The wives and the children had been removed. That is one heck of a sandstorm, can I say. That is not a very happy day. But what's phenomenal, he went to the place that we can all only really truly go. Many times it is the only option when we find ourselves in life and there is no other option. There is a a health bill that's been written over us. There's a relational situation that's been come to a a bulls at a head and there seems to be no way of bringing harmony and closure. When we find ourselves in those places, we strengthen ourselves in the Lord because it's all we truly have and it's everything we really need. David went to that place and by verse Verse 19, the story had turned and it says, nothing was missing, small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything they had taken, David recovered all. And my God is in the restoration of all. My God is in the business of completeness. And if you feel there's a part of your life that's being fragmented or withdrawn from you, God is into the business of reconciliation. He pours His healing oil over us and He makes complete and beautiful. He brings beauty from ashes. It's His very nature. This is who He is. Everything, nothing was missing. And here's what's amazing in the story. You turn the page in your Bible once. Three days later, this is what happens from despair, from nothingness. 
in 1 Samuel 31, the current king, Saul, and his three sons and his armour bearer are all killed in battle. And in 2 Samuel 2.4, it says, And the men of Judah came, and there they anointed David king over the house of Judah. He went from complete despair, everything that was valuable and precious to him was removed. And in a turn of the page, three days later, he is crowned king over his people. What a mighty restoration. And I believe my God is in the business of shifting from night to day in a moment, in a heartbeat. And I really believe as we pray in a moment at the close of this session, that God is going to bring some night and day situations. God is going to turn some pages in this place today. I have authority to say, because I have known a season of despair and now I am standing in a season of harvest. I prophesied even as I'm yet to fully grasp it. And I have authority to say today, so too shall you. God will turn the page of your circumstances. God will bring light to permeate and overcome the darkness. My God is in the business of restoration. He is good. And this is my final tip and I'm going to ask the band to come. How to survive a sandstorm. I want to encourage you, wait out the storm. Don't try to move because you may have lost your sense of direction. When pressure is coming at every side, it's, it's favourable to get up and flee. We feel like we want to flee the scene, but rather hold the line, look inward, strengthen your convictions, send your roots down deep, send your praise up high, send your roots down deep, send your praise up high and remain and remain and remain and hold the line because many times our promise comes into our context. You know, God restored all of that around David and He crowned him over those people. He didn't take him out to a whole other company of people. He didn't change his context. It was right where he was. God restored his honour and God crowned him in that place. Don't try to move. Don't flit to the left or the right. Send your roots down. Send your roots down. And don't assume authority over your story in those moments. Sometimes we want to take the pen and we want to write our story because we're not happy with how it's all looking. But God is sovereign over our life. Give Him permission to be not just Saviour, give Him permission to be Lord. Let Him write your story. Trust Him that His love and His kindness and His faithfulness is so real that it's going to end well for you. Psalm 73.1, I want to read this scripture in closing. No one can deny it. God is really good to Israel. And to all those with pure hearts. But I nearly miss seeing it for myself. Here's my story. I came so close to missing the way. And it goes on in verse 16. When I tried to understand it all. I just couldn't. It was too puzzling. Too much of a riddle for me. But then one day, I was brought into the sanctuaries of God and in the light of glory, my distorted perspective vanished. And I believe in this atmosphere right now, 
God is going to restore some perspectives. We're going to see afresh. We're going to have new understanding. He's going to renew our mind. He's going to review our view. Steady in the storm, friends. Straighten your crown. Hold fast to Him and He will speak. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au. 